bros. This is the All Bros podcast. I am Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And Did you we... say All Bro? I might have. What the shit? I'm sorry. I slurred my words a little bit. I'm sorry. Anyway, we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Did I mess up there? Not that I can tell. No. Hey, thank goodness. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Got a bunch of Marvel pops coming out that we love, but we also hate because Funko will be getting a lot more of our money. Yeah, damn you, Funko. <laughs> uh, in Blu-ray news, we got a uh, movie coming out this week that came out Tuesday uh, that me and Caleb both really enjoyed. I don't know if we love... I don't know. Would you say you loved this movie? Eh... Uh, oh wait the, captain marvel yeah or, oh captain marvel y- y- yeah i like captain marvel okay this one or the one never mind continue <laughs> okay uh and then with through the wall we got a couple of a. Uh, tr- well okay sorry for through the wall we got uh the new avengers game trailer that came out we're going to be talking about that uh, Toy Story 4 had its embargo lifted uh, this morning, so we'll be talking about what the Rotten Tomatoes score is so far and some reviews as well. Uh, and then this week's sneak peeks, um, we got our second trailer for Frozen 2. So, yeah. I think this is technically the first one. I think they're considering okay, yeah, the first tr- one. That's true. Yeah, the other one was the teaser trailer. Um, but then after that, we got our main event of the evening, which... We know we said last week that it was going to be Aladdin, didn't we? Yep. So uh, uh, we lied. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we could not get uh, good seats for Aladdin. So that will be next week. But this week we will be reviewing X Men: Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Sit back, folks, and let us shit all over this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually think I liked it a little more than Caleb did. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. First up, with Adventures in Hunting, we got some holiday Marvel pops coming out, as well as some uh, pops in the line to uh, celebrate the uh, 80 years of Marvel. Uh, With the holiday ones, we got a uh, Deadpool holding a turkey with an apron on. Yep. I want it. Me too. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to deny it. I got to have this. Uh, We got Captain America as a snowman. I want it. Got uh, Thanos in a Christmas sweater. I want it. <laughs> I think I want that one the most. Wait, no, I actually want uh, these other two the most, I think. Uh, we got a uh, Rocket uh, riding a snowmobile. Actually, no, it looks like a snow rocket. Does that look like a rocket? Yeah. yeah. It definitely looks alien. Okay. So a snowmobile so rocket. Cool. There we go. Let's just go go with that. Um, and then last, after that, we got Baby Groot uh, dressed up as a Christmas tree. I want it. It looks so <laughs> cute. Aw. I'm like dying of cuteness because of that pop. That's oh, freaking adorable. Um, I want all of them, dude. I do, too. There goes 50 bucks. And that's if they're, none of them are exclusive. Ugh. That would kill me. Just just saying, just throwing that out there. 
Um, that would just ruin my life. Would it really ruin your life? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, and then moving on to the Marvel 80 Years uh, Celebration Funko Pops, we got some Walgreens exclusives. Uh, we got w- which Spider-Man is that again? So that's what they call the Scarlet Spider. Oh. Um, it's one. I forget which rendition of Peter Parker wears it. Um, I think it's a clone. Oh, okay. But it's like an all red suit with a black mask and then red eyes, and it looks really cool. It does look really, really cool. Not one I would pick up, though. No, me neither. The one that I definitely got to have is the Sandman one. Oh, my gosh. This one looks beautiful. Oh, I got to have this one. Whatever it takes. (laughs) I'm just going to say that for every Funko Pop now. It works. Uh, And then last in the line for these Walgreens exclusives, we got Craven, which are you going to get? Let me see him. No. What? I thought he was one of your favorite Spider-Man villains. He's up there. He's more of one of my favorites not on screen. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I I like um. my favorite villain, I think, is Green Goblin. Same. Actually, wait, no. After playing Spider-Man, him and Doc Ock are tied for first. I can't choose. I, I'm still sticking with Green Goblin. He's always been my, my OG number one. I respect that. I respect Doc that. Doc Ock's always been a really close number two, though. Yeah. And then Craven's on that list somewhere. I probably Further actually put down. the the Hobgoblin at number three. The Hobgoblin's really cool. Right? Doesn't get he gets like no love. He really doesn't. Nope. Um, and then, so after that Walmart series, we got a, a series coming to Target, which is also part of the 80 years. We got, I don't, is, okay, is that supposed to be what? It's more, it's so it's kind of that same bronzy, bluish teal, like a teal bronze. Okay. That, uh, that Stan Lee was. That's what it is. In. Okay. So with that color, uh, we got Spider-Man, uh, but we got like, kind of like the first release uh pop spider-man yeah i have the unmasked version of that spider-man yes he does somewhere yeah and it's worth a lot of money and he took it out of the box okay that one wasn't the one that was gifted to me i know i just love giving you shit about it uh we got wolverine uh we got the og iron man and then we got the og captain america and i want all four especially wolverine because wolverine looks the coolest yeah, I want the Captain America one more than anything. Ah, let me see him. <laughs> I lied. I want the Spider Man. <laughs> I I want all th- all four of them. <laughs> but I, if I if I have to pick one, which Braille's probably going to make me pick one. Yeah, probably. I'm going to go for Spider Man. I'd say that's a very good choice because he's probably my second favorite. Third, probably Cap, and then fourth, Iron Man. Sorry, RDJ. Yeah, I I still need a few of Iron Man. Like, there's a couple of his that were released that I kind of want. Yeah, yeah, but I I've had a real bitch of a time finding. I have how many Iron Mans do I have? I I only have two. You only have two? Yeah, I have the uh, Fye exclusive from Infinity War where it was him, uh, but unmasked, and then I have the box lunch exclusive of him from Endgame where he's just holding out his uh. 
Repulsor Blast, which is like my favorite Iron Man ever. So I have the first appearance Iron Man. I have the Civil War Iron Man. And I think that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, but there's a couple that I want from him that I, I can't list off the top of my head. I'm too focused trying to get all the Hulks. I get you. And then once I get the Hulks, then I think I want to go get some more Iron Man. Not more Hawkeye? I got... Oh, yeah, that's one. not true. I, I got one. You got one Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I need to go get... Okay, after I get all the Hulks, I'll go after Hawkeye. Thank you. Thank you. Fly? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, let's move on to the uh, Batman pops coming out as well. Uh, we have our, I don't know if this was the first announced San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, but we have a Batman coming out where he is holding a tote bag from San Diego Comic-Con. You could almost say that it's like a uh, Batman cosplay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which I think is super cool. It's like That's what cool. I originally thought. I thought he was like a heftier Batman. So I was like, First that's fat Thor, now Fat Batman. Fat Batman. <laughs> uh, um, b- bad thing about this is it's going to be a Funko Shop exclusive, and we all know it's going to be f- going to go very, very fast. So I really have no hopes of getting this one. Neither do I. Um, it's not one that I necessarily am going to go after. I would just because it's so unique. That's, that's what fair. I like about it. Uh, I'm in disagreeance with you there. Oh. I I like to only get the f- figures that actually like mean something to me that's in fair. some way, shape, or form. I get that, and that's why it's strictly Marvel, be- or not strictly because I have some of my. Yeah, I was gonna Marvel. say, but yeah, so mostly Marvel with some of these like side ones. Yeah. Is Pennywise in the corner? Yes. Okay, because he scares me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Can understand that. Um, and then the next one up we got is kind of like a movie moment. Is that what they're calling it? I think that's what they're calling it, yeah. So we got Batman and Commissioner Gordon standing in front of the Bat symbol from either The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. I can't remember. Oh. Or maybe it's Batman Begins. It could be Batman. Or just the Batman. Oh. Let me see. I have a feeling it's probably The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. That's definitely Christopher Nolan, Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. This is one's from The Dark Knight. Okay. Cool. But the signal lights up. It's kind of an incentive to get it. I know. (laughs) The the Batman movie moment that I want is the Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman. Have they released that one yet? I don't. I thought they I hope did. Not. I thought I've seen it in a couple of videos. No, <laughs> don't say that. <sighs> oh shit. Um. Yeah. Is there any pops that you've picked up picked up recently that you want to talk about? Um. Well, since you lost last month, you got me the. Uh. Where I. Is he common? Yeah, he's a common. Okay, so the six-inch Hulk holding. The Infinity Gauntlet, yep. the Iron Manized 
Infinity Gauntlet, and he's freaking badass. And I like how the suit's a lot darker than the GameStop exclusive. Yeah, the, compared to compare the two, the GameStop one kind of looks like shit. It does, like real bad. Yeah, but I freaking like this love one. It. I can actually like get behind him being in that suit. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm a I'm as a Hulk fan. I'm still not okay with it, but I'm a little bit more okay with it because I thought it was going to be like that light gray, like this this the GameStop Hulk and. Ugh. Well, I mean, okay, you, you kind of have to like give them a little bit of a pass because in the like promo shots when they were first coming out, it was that light of gray. I have to it? look at some of the. Pr- no, oh, it was dark. It was. Yeah. Oh well, then GameStop, you really failed. <laughs> really effed up. Or no, well, no, Funko failed actually, not GameStop. Funko or GameStop failed because they were selling something that was inaccurate. I don't like it. So you're not blaming Funko at all. It's just GameStop's fault all the way. No, because I want Funko to continue making stuff. All right. Fair, fair, fair. I'll give you that. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to Blu-rays, where this week we got Captain Marvel. And I, of course, picked up the Best Buy exclusive Steelbook. $37 later. Oh, my gosh. I know. That is rough. Yeah. And you got it for free. I sure did. Yeah. I have no shame. <laughs> yeah, you really shouldn't. Like like I've said before, at least they get a use. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous steelbook. Did I show you the back of it? No. Oh, it's her logo. It's so no! beautiful. Oh! It's gorgeous. I'll have to send you a picture. It's so beautiful. Uh, and then the inside is like uh, her standing next to her um, jet. And it's just awesome. Love the steelbook. Um, but then there was a Target exclusive, which that one seemed kind of limited, even though they still had some when I went yesterday. But AF Target only received like six copies. Really? Where, yeah. But uh, the Best Buy exclusive, they had quite a bit of steelbooks when I went in. Like they had a display out and um, each shelf, there was about like three shelves, had a, a stack of steelbooks on each. Damn. So thankfully I was able to get the best one. Um but yeah, but those were the only two exclusives. So, but I have to have every Marvel movie on Steelbook, so I never go for the Target Digi books. Which ones don't you have on Steelbook yet? Uh, let's see. I don't have the first three Iron Mans. I don't have the first two Thors. Uh, I don't have the first two Captain Americas. I don't have the first Avengers. I don't have the first Ant Man, and I don't have the first Guardians. You don't have the first Guardians? No, because I was stupid, and I kick myself for this, because I remember this, because I was going for the Walmart exclusive, because they were, like, different slipcovers. I, I, I was stupid back in the day. <laughs> um, but when I realized that, oh, it's not, like, it's just the plain Blu-ray, and they were charging, like, 25 bucks for it, I'm like, oh, screw that. I'll, I'll just go to Best Buy and get the 3D copy, because it's, like, the exact same price. How um, do I have the first Guardians? I sent you the code. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was wondering, like, with the Steelbook and everything. So, basically, all of the ones that you need in Steelbook you don't are have the movies that I don't have. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I went to Best Buy to get the regular version of it. And I remember this. Towards the front, because I didn't see any Steelbooks, but then I looked down, 
they still had one just sitting there, and I didn't buy it. And oh, I'm you so fool. stupid because it was awesome because it looked like the mixtape, and it was, it was so so great. But oh. I bought the regular 3D version. You are a damned fool. I know I am. I'm really really stupid. <laughs> um, but ever since what was it since uh. Wait, no, it hasn't been since the Age of Ultron. What movie came out after Ant-Man? After Ant-Man? Was it Civil War? I think it was Civil War. Okay, so since Civil War, every Marvel movie I bought has been on Steelbook. I was going to because I didn't like the Steelbook for some reason. Hmm. So I was like, eh. But I, I should have just bought it because <laughs> I have to have them all on Steelbook. Um, but, yeah. That is going to be one hell of a collection when it's done. I know. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to see it complete. Hell yeah. Um, next up, after that, we're uh, going to move to Through the Wall, where Avengers game from... Who's who's the developer here? Square Enix. Oh, okay, that's yeah, that's who it is. Or Enix, or however you say that. Yeah. Um, where, to me, the best uh, things to come out of this trailer are the memes. Yeah, the so the gameplay from like the little clips. I'm assuming that that was gameplay. I think it said that it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. So from that, the game looks pretty exciting. Yeah, it does. The it the only problems that I have with it are like you stated. There's this is supposed to be a situation where the Avengers lost, mm-hmm. but this is like also weird because we i've never seen these avengers win yeah that's true so you don't feel emotionally invested like you do with the avengers in the mcu yeah i mean hopefully they do a little bit better at making you feel for yeah i hope so because i mean in avengers infinity war when the snap goes off and like even like quill's like did we just lose you're just like you're in shock until the credits start rolling even after the credits start rolling you're still in shock yeah hell yeah so yeah with this one there's not going to be the same emotional impact unless they do a really good job showing the like the first part but apparently this is like really early in the game like all of the footage that we saw is really early can you imagine like the first 20 minutes of gameplay oh the avengers lose yeah so there there are some saving graces not with this the just the trailer because the other thing that we didn't like was the character design yeah Iron Man looks a little weird. Just the suit, it does. Uh, Thor looks funky. Yeah, like the his cape is more like a sash, and then the the chest pieces look weird. They look like it looks like someone sloppily threw together a Thor cosplay. Black Widow looks okay. There's no Hawkeye. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Captain America looks like he's where like getting ready to go to a hockey game. Did I send you that meme about what someone did with the scene from the Dark Knight about that? Yep. Okay. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, and then, and his shield. Yeah. Like the star is freaking ginormous. But and yeah, like the star on his uh, chest piece is it's super tiny. Like how small? Like it's freaking ridiculous how tiny it is. And Banner looks okay, I guess. I mean, there's not... The Hulk's the best, the one that looks the best. 
Yeah. Considering how the others look, even I'm I'm pretty sure that they confirm that Hawkeye will be in it, but just towards a uh, little more into the game because they say like, oh, you know, everyone here loves Hawkeye. You know, we know he's one of the original Avengers, so don't worry. Um, but considering how these other characters look, I'm kind of scared to see how they're going to make Hawkeye look. Yeah, that's going to be a little concerning. Yeah. Um. So, like, there are some saving graces. Um. And some not so saving graces, because I read today that this game isn't an open world game. So it's ba- so what I'm get getting is that it's a strictly story based game, which I'm okay with. Yeah, okay. But so like with it not being open world, the saving grace for this game is that the suits are upgradable and you okay, can cuss cool. and you can like change them as you move along the game. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if you get to even play as Captain America cuz his is the one I have the most issues with. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to see like if Falcon took over. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, I love people getting mad about like, "Oh, you know, why is Falcon taking over the mantle of Captain America in the MCU?" I'm just like have you guys read a comic? Yeah, exactly. Just wondering. But... Like both of both the Winter Soldier and Falcon have taken the role of Captain America. It's it's not out of place. Not not whatsoever. I but... think it'd be cool if they were both Captain America. That would be badass. <laughs> that would be that would be great. Yeah, it would. Yeah, so I didn't really get a whole lot from the story other than uh... the Avengers get ambushed yeah and lose i mean it was interesting i was just like okay you guys are really diving into this okay yeah i mean they kill off captain america i mean damn yeah like shit okay yeah so are you i'm wondering if they're going to introduce any other characters i think they've heard that like I think I've heard that there's going to be a lot of downloadable characters, and I want to say I heard that they're actually all going to be for free. They're not going to have to pay for DLC. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I freaking hate paying for DLC. Sucks. But from what I've seen so far, I, either I'm going to wait for this game to go on sale or just do a rent and Redbox. I might do a rent mm-hmm. and then base if I'm going to buy it off of that. Yeah. Um, until I get something a li- with a little bit more substance to it. So if I can update my suit, does that mean I can update a uh, Hawkeye's bow to where like it can just like pop out with like one, sh- one shake? That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so my hype level is pretty high, but not high enough for me to be like, oh, I'm pre-ordering it today. Yeah, same. Absolute same. So I'm I'm gonna hold back on that for a while. Um, there was actually another video game trailer that came out this week. I hope you saw it. The uh Skywalker saga for Lego Star Wars. Yes. Okay. Oh, thank goodness you brought that yeah. one up because <laughs> I, I I was afraid you were gonna say another Star Wars. I just heard Skywalker and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then you're like Lego and I'm no. like, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm. I love the Lego games, and yeah, I'm excited to play the whole nine episodes. But so I was talking to a coworker about this. Do you feel Lego games have kind of lost what made them special because they add in the voices now? Like it isn't like just 
you know, like the funny like sounds and everything, and like just like the jokes. It's actually like voiceover now. I I don't know. I feel like I really still enjoy the Lego games. Yeah, I do too. Um, like I didn't really care for Lego Avengers all that much because yeah. they were just taking audio from the movies yeah and throwing it in and it was very not well done no it wasn't um but lego marvel and lego marvel superheroes 2 i feel were really well done because they didn't try they didn't steal the audio from anyone i feel like when it comes to like an original story then marvel sorry lego should definitely do the audio uh thing but when it comes to like re um what's the word adapting uh, an already established movie into a Lego game, I think they should go back to what they used to do. With no audio at all? Yeah. Just like kind of like the, the, what's the word? Um, Oh my goodness. The physical humor? Okay. Well, they still have a lot of physical humor. They do, but I don't know. It just doesn't work when they throw in like movie quotes. Yeah. Like the physical humor works really well. It does. It's an original story. Yeah. And I feel like if they're going to redo the Star Wars games, yeah, they don't touch the movies. Don't even like look at them for your audio. Like get an original voice cast and just make the movie your own. I'd honestly rather like I, said, I don't want them to add any voices. I want it. Just, I want it to be just like the original two Lego Star Wars games. I. I don't see them ever doing that. Going I know. back, I can dream, can't I? Yeah, you can. Like there was like a certain just, <sighs> there was a certain charm to the uh, Lego games without the audio. Like yeah. Lego Batman was just amazing, oh, and yeah. you kind of knew exactly what was going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And same throughout. And then the which one was the first one that had Lego Batman two? Lego Batman two. I didn't hate that one. Like, I felt it was, like, just something new and fresh. It was. So, it was exciting. And I loved Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. That one was really good. Or, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, comma, 2. <laughs> I didn't so love the one... second one as much as the first. I didn't either. Yeah. The first one, to me, is the best Lego game. Oh, absolutely. I wish that we would have gotten, the like better character customization yes that would would have been a lot better and it made it a little easier to like choose your powers like if you were to take the character customization from like a marvel superheroes 2 throw that in the first one that would be a damn near perfect game yes there we go and then like the super jumps and everything and and whatnot yeah but other than that i freaking love the shit out of the first lego marvel me too. I love it. Uh, Avengers had a really good free roaming. That's true. It did. But it's just like the way, like with like some audio clips, they had to like try their best to cut out the background noise and it didn't really work so well. Sometimes. Especially with the fight with Loki. Yeah. That was the worst. Ooh. One, one that sticks out to me the most is when in Age of Ultron at the beginning when Hawkeye says, yeah, we lost the element of surprise. 
you can tell so hard that they try to take out like the boom of the cannons, but it didn't really work that well. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that they should have just redone the audio like from scratch. I, I agree. Because it wasn't like there was a ton. No, there wasn't. I really like the I only mean, reason. Hell, to... Don't you pay as much to get the rights to use the audio as you would to bring the actors back to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My, yeah, the the one that really stands out to me is that fight with Loki because if you take forever to beat that game like I do because I'm a completionist, yeah, he says the same things like five different times and it's all the audio from the movie and I'm like he only says it like a few times. <laughs> Like, I, I think while I was playing, I think I counted, like, 23 times where he says, I am burdened with glorious purpose. Damn. Yeah, and just other shit like that. I'm like, are you serious? Just shut up, Loki. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's that same way in the Incredibles game. Did they use movie audio? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, shit. No. I want to watch someone play that now. Yeah, I do, too. Oh, I know what I'm going to YouTube when we're done. Uh, all right. Now, let's move on to kind of like a brighter note. Even though, well, Lego Star Wars was a bright note. Um, They have officially lifted the embargo for Toy Story 4, which premiered, I think, what was it Tuesday night? Or it was Tuesday or when? Tuesday or Monday night. Um, and so far, it is at a drum roll. I can't do drum roll. <laughs> there you go. A little late there, but it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it is at a hundred percent so far, with oh, damn seventy six reviews. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So the critics' consensus reads, heartwarming, funny, and beautifully animated, Toy Story 4 manages the unlikely feat of extending and perhaps concluding a practically perfect animated saga. All right. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> that surprises the hell out of me. I know, right? Let's read some of the reviews. Let's see. If I had to get another Toy Story, this is about as strange and beguiling an entry as I beguiling. could beguiling thank you a, an entry as I could have hoped for uh okay I love short sweet sweet lord this is good <laughs> let this be a lesson to all franchise cynics sometimes more is actually good I still have to see it before I do too I dude I'm going opening weekend I'm probably going opening night Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm stoked for Toy Story Four. I'm gonna judge based off when you go. Okay. What if I drag you to it? If you drag me to it, I'll I'll go whenever you go. Okay, deal. It's a smaller, less moving, and mercifully less traumatizing entertainment than the last one. Are you shitting me? The the last one ended perfectly, you asshole. <laughs> less satisfying, and it's. In its plotting and less provocative in its themes. Provocative? Does it seem like they're bashing on it? It sounds like it. But they gave it a four out of five. The hell? Okay. 
Uh, Toy Story 4 delivers a cinematic Grand Slam, a nine-year-later sequel that's wholly equal to the high expectations raised by the terrific trio that it follows. That's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're all good. Oh, okay, one last one. We're all Forkies at heart, the film seems to be saying, and by breaking out of the cozy boundaries of the Toy Story films, it lights out, f- it lights out for new uncertain territory. Okay. Yeah. So this is yeah this is I I need to see this movie now just based off of those yeah right I wonder if, how the audience score is gonna be yeah, we'll see damn I kind of I don't know if I want to go see Toy Story four first or Child's Play first they just had to come out on the same day didn't they yeah they sure did huh ah <laughs> son of a bitch I I don't know the, the sad thing if we is, do Saturday double feature. That's true. Be a long day, but worth it. Worth it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, I actually think I'm off that Saturday. Are you? Yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. There we go. We can, yeah, we can do a double feature. I did not do that. I'm knocking my shit over. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know either. At least it wasn't a Funko Pop. That's what. That's what matters. True. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this week's sneak peeks, where we got our first official trailer for Frozen 2. And I really don't have any doubt in my mind anymore that we needed a that we didn't need a Frozen 2. You Did that make wait, any what? sense? You didn't have any so doubt. So I okay, sorry. So I had doubt that I felt we didn't so I I felt we didn't need a Frozen 2, but now I feel we do. Okay. I'm very sorry for all that word jumble. Yeah. I was just like... Yeah, I know English, I swear. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I'm... I I really like where they're taking this. Um, showing how maybe that this is... Sh- maybe showing the origin of Elsa's powers. Which I'm Or just excited. some truth. Yeah. Like, I love how they're just like, you know, for uh, the longest time we tried to kind of like keep Elsa's powers hidden. We thought that they were too powerful, but now we don't even know if they're going to be as powerful as we need them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like that line alone, I was just like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's about to get real. I love the Frozen movie. I I do too. I love how this one's going to like, seems a little darker, rather diving into more dark themes. Yeah. And... I mean, I know, I know some people like think that the first Frozen is overrated, you know, because like the Let It Go song and everything. But it's still, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it has that catchy ass song, but it's a solid freaking. It really is. It's a very solid Disney movie. That'd be an interesting one to break down. Should do it uh, before the second one comes out. That's an idea. There we go. You know, we honestly should have done that with the Toy Story movies before the fourth one came out. Yeah, well, we didn't. <laughs> Damn it. That's that's four movies. But three great movies, and then a fourth we assume will be great, but we don't know yet because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, too late. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, I, mean, I don't know about you, but I love the first three. They like, Almost all the same. Oh, I love all three of them. Yeah. 
Second one will always be my favorite, but I love all three the same, basically. They're all... It's a perfect trilogy, in my opinion, and it's the best trilogy, oh, in yeah. my opinion. For sure. I love the Toy Story franchise. Um, I'm excited to see the, the cast back for Frozen yes. 2. I'm interested to see what they do with Olaf. Yeah, that will be interesting. Mm, hoping Josh Gad gets some time to shine. Oh, of course he will. Yeah, true. Like, is there anything that he's in that he doesn't shine? Uh, I mean, he got somewhat time to shine as LeFou. But, I mean, he is a side character, so it's understandable why. Yeah. He didn't get the biggest moments. Um, but yeah. Okay, if you had... I know that two are video game trailers, but if you had to rank these three, what would you give them? I would probably give it to Frozen 2. And because of how good the reviews are and just out of sheer curiosity uh toy story 4 and then i would give it to the avengers game okay wait uh, wait what are you talking about no sorry i meant for shit so out of the three trailers so what's three trailers frozen 2 lego star wars the skywalker oh (laughs) saga i'm dumb and then the avengers game Uh, what's your order okay then i would give it to frozen 2 then Avengers, then Lego. Legos at the bottom? Yeah. I mean, I don't see the necessity for a Star Wars game after they've wow. done. They've already done all the stories before. Like, what is this? Just throwing them all together? Yeah. Kind of dumb. My order's different. Frozen 2, Lego Star Wars, and then the Avengers. All to each his own. What? I said to each his own. Yeah. We'll see which game is better. I'm willing to bet it's Avengers. I'm willing to bet it's Star Wars. We should make a bet on this. All right, deal. All right. What are we betting? Five reference fail points? Or five fail points? Deal. All or nothing. Don't double (laughs) handshake me, freak. Well, I went for a left, you went for a right. And then you went for both. (laughs) I feel violated. (laughs) Just seemed natural to me. Ew. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Alright, let's move. Uh, unless there's anything else you'd like to add? Nope, I'm good. Alright, let's move on to our main event of the evening then. Let's do it. It's time! Time for the main event. Let's With this main event, we will be breaking down X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yay. <laughs> you can tell that Caleb is very, very excited. Okay. this is a, So my issues with this movie were I listened to some reviews before we decided to see this. Because yeah. I thought we were going to go see Aladdin. Yeah. Then we realized all the seats were filled. And I had already listened to Dark Phoenix reviews. Yeah. And I was led to believe that this movie was a lot better than it was. It's not as shitty as I thought it was going to be. No. I had the bar really, really low. And then I had the bar raised a little bit. And then... It went back to pretty, pretty low? Yeah, and then it went back to pretty, pretty low. Okay. So, yeah. So, if um, you're new to our breakdown system we have the movie split into various categories we have it split into story 
writing, acting, character development, the music, the effects, the costumes, and the genre grade, which we decided is a superhero action movie. So we're going to try something new, but we'll get into that later. So first, the story. It's somewhat simple. I mean, the story's pretty simple, it feels. The X-Men go on a mission to space. Uh, Jean Grey gets blasted by Phoenix powers. I don't know what else. Which doesn't make sense because it, they already had in continuity that she had some sort of Phoenix force already. Oh, an apocalypse? Yeah. See, uh, I haven't seen apocalypse in years, so. <sighs> well, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I like apocalypse. I think it gets too much you shit. Need, okay, you need to watch apocalypse to understand just how rough this movie was. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> Like I said, I like Apocalypse. I think you're just biased because Oscar Isaac did such a good job as Apocalypse. No, it's not that. Okay, maybe it's a little bit. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. Uh, um, but so yeah, she survives it. They come back. They're calling her the the Phoenix. Well, the kids are calling her the Phoenix, and then she has like burst of where she can't control her powers, and then uh, she flies away. The X-Men go to try to stop her. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alert. (laughs) Uh, Jean kills Mystique. Um, And then... uh, Who was it? Who was was after her after that? Beast. Oh yeah, Beast and Magneto try to go after her. Try to kill her. Um, And then... They met uh, Jessica Chastain's character comes in. Some weird alien chick. Yeah. Like, you never even get to see her alien form. No, you really don't. Um, So she, like, talks her into being like, oh, you know, they don't, uh, they fear you because they fear what they can't destroy. It's all this, or they, they fear what they seek to destroy, wasn't it? Like No, that? they, what they can't control, they seek to destroy. That's what it is, thank you. Um, And so she gets inside her head. But then uh, uh, Charles is able to pull her out, and then there's this like huge fight on the train, um, and then Jean sacrifices herself for her X-Men team. In the most bullshit way <laughs> ever. Uh, and then, bam, done, the end. This movie, <laughs> dude, this movie focused a lot on the action, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not. But... It didn't really care about the story. Like I felt the story was really sloppily put together. It was. It was. De- it was really rushed. And what some people were saying that this was supposed to be split into two parts. And I think it definitely shows. Oh yeah. It, this movie should have been split into two parts. Yeah. And I would have sure. been perfectly fine with that if we would have gotten a better movie. <sighs> if if it was like in like what we've seen in the past, I'm really okay with them not doing that really i don't because know. of how bad the past ones have been I don't, like I don't. listen i like the x-men movies i'm not ashamed to admit that I'll like even it. some of like i even like x-men origins not counting deadpool there's the door no <laughs> you shut up it's not a like i don't care for it 
but I also don't mind watching it. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure yeah, thing. Yeah, see, I'm sorry. I would actually take Dark Phoenix over X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, fair enough. Definitely fair enough. Okay. But it's the same issue with these X-Men movies. You go in knowing you're going to be disappointed <laughs> and leave disappointed. There's one movie I knew I was I went in with high expectations and I left feeling very satisfied. Logan yeah. doesn't count. How does that count? It's still an X-Men movie. Technically, He's still an X-Men. Ba- it's a barely an X-Men movie. You suck, you know that. You suck. <laughs> okay, well actually, you know when we saw X-Men Apocalypse, I walked in with, you know what? I think I'm going to like it. I liked it. Yeah, but okay. But did you walk out leaving like you loved it? No, I didn't. Like love it. we do with all the Marvel movies. I haven't loved every single Marvel movie. Okay, Rose, you're freaking killing me. Well, not, you... not counting Incredible Hulk and not counting Dark World. There's other ones that I haven't loved. Loved like what? Ant Man and the Wasp. I liked it. I didn't love it. Ah, damn you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. All right, forget you. Iron, so Iron Man two, did you love Iron Man two? Did you love Iron Man three? I'm bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Need I go on? Forget I you. Actually th- no, actually, I love Age of Ultron. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we're talking about Dark Phoenix here. This movie, I went in expecting more it felt like really sloppily put together it did um there's a sequence and i'm not i I pointed it out to you in the theater and it's rough because usually i can watch a movie and then be judgmental after but i found myself being judgmental of this movie during damn and it was the one of the opening sequences with young gene where she's talking to Professor X, and it's back and forth. So it's showing her back, to showing Professor X, and then showing her front. Oh yeah, I remember and, you leaning over and telling me about this. And it's her hair. So when it's facing, when the camera's facing her, she has her hair behind her shoulders. Mm-hmm. When it cuts to the back of her, showing Professor X, there's a strand of hair going across her her shoulder like it's a, a like on her front and then when it, it keeps cutting back and forth it did it like three times cut back and forth and her hair was constantly in like behind her shoulders when it was facing and then there was that little strand in the front i feel this shows just how much like the story wasn't that good because you noticed this kind of stuff yeah <laughs> because it wasn't there were some good lessons like with the the pen like it's a gift. That was cool. Yeah, I liked that a lot. And then there was just like these bullshit moments where you're just kind of paying attention to something else. So, yeah. Um, the There was also with Jean, they had it seem like at the beginning that she, when she uh, unlocked her mutant powers, I'm assuming that's when she unlocked them, but she had like a voice in her head. And... We the, she, they talk about the voice a couple times where she's telling the voice to be quiet, then she loses, and power burst and whatever, 
but near the end, they don't really touch upon what the hell that is. That's true, they don't. Like, she's just like, quiet, quiet, and then power burst. Quiet, quiet, power burst, and then nothing. Like, you never hear, like, a, a solid voice in her head or, or nothing. Like, they completely ignored that she has a voice in her head. Fox was hoping they could just leave that to your imagination. You were wrong, Fox. <laughs> About most things that you do, X-Men. But, yeah, they... Eh. Like, my story score is really low. Alright, I'm going to hear it. I'm thinking, like, 60. Yeah, yeah, I'd give you that. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it def- like this movie had some entertainment value, for sure. Yes. But not in story. The story was just bland, I felt. It was just... Blech. Yeah. Like, honestly, the biggest saving grace of this movie is the actors. Yeah, like, the actors freaking kill it. Yeah. And then... Alex, besides, except for one. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe a couple. Yeah, so, like, the action is is spot on. It's kind of what I want from an X-Men movie. All that's on par, but I also want an interesting story. Yeah. And this one just wasn't. No, like, really I wasn't. feel like in a couple weeks, I'm not going to be able to tell you this the story for X-Men. Same. Exact same. Like, this is the... And that kills me. This is like the Steppenwolf <laughs> story. This that's what I'm going to call it. Any forgettable story, I'm going to call it the Steppenwolf story. But did you in, did you like this movie more than Justice League, or did you like Justice League more? I might have liked Justice League more. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. All right, moving on to writing. I felt like this is also like really poor. I give it a step up a little bit from story. I give it, yeah, I give it a, a couple steps up because they, they had some decent writing in there. There weren't very many lines that felt forced or awkward. Yes, um, and I think that's just a, a tribute to the actors and how well they did at just portraying all that stuff. I think the only one that had really awkward lines was Mystique. Like, there was the one line where she was saying, uh, oh, maybe it should be, like, the women are the ones that are saving the men's ass, so maybe we should change it to ex-women. Kind of dumb. I'm I'm fine with, you know, like, you know, fem- feminism is great. You know, like, girl power. But I, I'm not, that felt, like, really forced. It, it was. It was really forced and really awkward. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, okay, could have done without that, but all right. Yeah. So, with writing, I'm going to guess 65. I was going to say 70. Seven, but 70. Damn you want to go 70? Yeah. Explain. Because <laughs> you said 65 first, so what's the jump? I don't know. Damn, I don't know. Maybe it really does deserve 65. I really can't back anything up. Unless you think it deserves a 70. I, I was thinking about it, but... Did but I just talk you down. You did talk me down. Shit. The well, the writing wasn't great. It was. There was, and it has to do with the story. Like the the writing was just barely better than the story. Yeah. Like I said, there was very few things about 
the or with the lines that were awkward, but I feel like there would if different different delivery would have been awkward with some things. I agree. But the actors, like I said, were the saving grace for this. So sixty five on yeah. writing. Yeah, sixty five. Maybe is. our lowest. I think it's going to be. Acting is like the only thing that's going to save it. Okay, so in acting, we got Sophie Turner, who played Jean Grey, who freaking killed it. Yes. James McAvoy, who played Professor Xavier, also freaking killed it. Ty Sheridan as Cyclops, less so than the other two. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Eh. Yeah. Jessica Chastain as Smith. Did the best at what she was given. Yeah, that's why we docked writing. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I I liked him a yeah, lot. Me too. Alexandra Ship, who played Storm. Good. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee, who played Nightcrawler. Fantastic. And Nicholas Holt, who played Beast. Fantastic. Probably my favorite performance of the whole movie. Really? Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Interesting. Okay, so let's go with first Sophie Turner. What do you think? Mine is some like just writing. It's not really her fault. Like overall, I her acting was spot on. She did a fantastic job. She was the highlight of this movie, and rightfully so. I mean, it's Dark Phoenix. Duh. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she should be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was very little. She was very good with all of her emotional scenes. Uh, she was really good with, um, and I think this has to do with Ty Sheridan too. He or they pulled off a relationship really well with the scenes that they had. Yeah. As a whole, like if you throw all of it together, it didn't really feel like a very strong relationship. No. No, it really didn't. But the scenes where they were together and they were doing the lovey-dovey shit, it, that it was... It felt genuine. Yeah, exactly. So hers is probably... Her and James McAvoy, I'm betting, are going to have the highest grades. Really so what are you... Nicholas Holt? Oh, shit, Nicholas Holt, too. I think they're going to be up there. Yeah. So what do you think? <clears throat> like, yeah. yeah. I honestly want to give her like a 90. I can do that. I can do a 90. Okay, James McAvoy. I think he was on par with Gene. I want to give him the same. Yeah? Yeah. You really kind of feel what he was doing Mm -hmm. in this. Like Professor X as a character. You kind of see how he would come to the conclusion that he thought he was saving or keeping this child safe. But with the things that he was doing. But never really thinking about the ramifications of his actions later down the line. And if he does really good at portraying that, like he's just like, Oh shit. Like I goofed. <laughs> Especially there's a scene where, uh, it's, um, James McFoy and Nicholas Holt at the, uh, dining table at the, uh, X mansion. And just their de- delivery of each line is fantastic. It, it might be my favorite scene of the whole movie just because, both actors are so great in that scene. That scene was really good. I really very liked tense. how Yeah, it was very tense. And yeah, like 
I liked how Professor X in that scene was trying to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, mm-hmm. reminiscing on the past with Mystique and everything, and Beast was just not having it. Yeah. And he's just like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, this is your fault, dude. And you could feel that even before he said anything. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of like, shut up! <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but, like, James McAvoy and just killed it with this, he like really he usually did. does. Yeah. So, what are you thinking with him? Should we give him the same grade as Sophie Turner, or maybe a little lower? I think he was on par with Sophie. I, I agree. So, I, I, I have no hesitations giving him a 92. Me either. Okay, Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. He's definitely going to be a little lower. Yeah. I feel he, d- he pulls off the Cyclops a lot, like, really well. A lot better than James Marsden. James Marsden was just not given very good writing. I feel he, he could have pulled it off. Yeah. But he just wasn't given the opportunity to. I, I so, totally agree. So, lay off! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he did really good just acting with the visor on. Um... I feel like you could see a lot of emotion in his face, even like regardless without seeing his eyes. Yeah. Like it's kind of astonishing how well he was able to convey that emotion. Yeah. He kind of has the, I wonder if he has any like theatrical training. Yeah. I wonder that too. Now I'll have to look that up. Oh shit. What's the name of the guy that plays Red Skull from first Avengers? Oh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Hugo Weaving. He had a lot of theatrical training, and that's why he was chosen for his the role in that he had in V for Vendetta, because oh. uh, he could act with a mask on. And I feel like that's something Ty Sheridan could do. Yeah, like, I'd be really interested to hear if he did any theatrical stuff before acting. Yeah, I'll to, I'll to check that out. Yeah, everything like I said, he. The chemistry between him and Sophie were just was incredible. It, it really was. Felt forced later in the movie. Yeah. Because they're just like I felt like they used him. <laughs> they're just like, go go handle your woman. <laughs> uh Scott. And he's like, okay. And then he kinda goes and like the stuff where he's kinda yelling it towards Gene or the stuff like up close and personal felt really genuine the stuff where they're kind of far apart and he's just kind of given his speech felt not as genuine yeah. um but he still did a, a really good job he did i i can't remember did he get more to do here than he did in apocalypse oh he got a lot more to do he did okay i, I feel yeah in apocalypse he was just kind of dealing with his powers well, and also the death of his brother. Oh, yeah, and that. <laughs> Come on, We kind of forget about him. Wow, yeah, we kind of do. Um, but yeah, I think I he was given a lot more, and he was really cool in how he used his powers. Yeah. The one thing that I did hear in reviews that was accurate, you do get to see him use his powers in more creative ways than you've ever seen him use before. I, I did appreciate that a lot, considering Cyclops is my favorite X-Men. Uh, not quite mine. I still like Nightcrawler. That's better. fair. Nightcrawler's a great 
What, choice. did you think I was going to say Wolverine? I honestly did. No. I'm not a basic bitch like that. Thank you. <laughs> and I apologize to any of you basic bitches <laughs> that like Wolverine. Let's imagine so many people just turning the podcast off right now. I know I can hear it. <laughs> uh, so what are we just thinking for Ty? I'm thinking like 85. Yeah. Ish. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Mystique played by Jennifer Lawrence. This felt half-assed. It it honestly did. Um, like, what did you say? It felt like she just phoned in a little. I think that I thought that's what you said. I thought that's what you said. I mean, I'll take credit for it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't use big words like that. <laughs> I just say half-assed. Oh, okay. Um, like I was telling Caleb, uh, I think Jennifer Lawrence has pointed it out. Or maybe she, I don't know if she did, but in a way, it seems like she didn't exactly know what the kind of role that she was taking. She didn't know that it was going to be so sexualized when it came to Mystique. So that's kind of why you don't really see her a lot in her, you know, at all in this movie. Yeah. Which I was okay with. I didn't hate it. Um, no, what they should have done is just put her in that suit that she was in at the end of, of apocalypse of apocalypse. Yeah. yeah that would have been really cool. Like that's how you don't, you don't sexualize her. True, because I'm pretty sure she in the comics she's always wearing that like that white suit and it yeah, just she transforms is. with her. Yep, you don't have to make her nude. Yeah, no, you don't. That was just if anything, it's that was a man's decision. Yeah, it's a lot cooler when she's more closer to comics with that white uniform on. Yeah, like that, the one that she was wearing at the end of Apocalypse was just badass. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence looked great in it. Yeah, but then they gotta throw it all away in, for these basic ass suits which we'll get into later <laughs> um but it just some of her line delivery just kind of felt like you said half-assed and the whole uh we should be called ex-women i'm like very awkward yeah very I'm awkward sure. I, don't know. I i feel like this movie is kind of like the equivalent of what we got from chris hemsworth and dark world just kind of like a done with the character. Yeah. I think she was a little worse than Chris oh, Hemsworth. Oh, she was. But it's definitely like, I mean, I'm she, freaking done with this. Well, I mean, Chris Hemsworth knew it wasn't the end of his contract, so he couldn't kind of half-ass it. Yeah. Uh, whereas this with Jennifer Lawrence, she's like, well, you know, Fox, Disney owns Fox now. I'm not going over there, so, you know, I'll do the best I can. Half-ass it. And just sign my paycheck and I'll be good to go. Yeah. And there's nothing against Jennifer Lawrence. I still think she's a great actress. Dude, she's amazing. But it's just... She, Miss, you can tell Mystique. that she doesn't love this character. Yeah. And I can understand why. Yeah, I, I I get it. I definitely get it. I'm not happy with it, but I get it. Yeah. What are you thinking with her? Like a, like a 65? That's what I was thinking, too. Oh. All right, moving on to Jessica Chastain, who played Smith... Who is like a weird, emotionless alien. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. She did good with what she was given. Yeah, that's really... Uh, character really didn't go anywhere. I I didn't really like the character that much. I didn't either. But she did good. I mean, yeah. for someone who's supposed to be playing emotionless, she did really well. I mean, Jessica, Jessica Chastain, let's face it, does good in anything that she's in. 
She does. She does the best of, at what she's given. She's like one of the people that I don't, I didn't realize that I don't, that there's nothing of her work that I don't like in some way. Yeah, same way. So, I have a hard time giving her like a 90 up there with Sophie and James. But something in 85. Uh, I'd give her an 80. 80? Yeah. Okay, why? I, I don't... Uh, she didn't really go anywhere as a character. I know she's not supposed to, but I don't feel that she's... Well, that's more of a development That's thing. true, but I don't know. I don't think that she deserves to be at the same score as Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Well, you have to think that she was supposed to be playing emotionless, just dull yeah. adult character. So that's why I'm thinking 85. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to Michael Fassbender as Magneto. There was a scene with Sophie with the helicopters where he's trying to hold the helicopter back. Yeah. That was overacted. <laughs> A little bit, but he put a lot of work into that scene, and I'm I'm proud of him. <laughs> Me too. But it, I also was just like, you could dial that back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but amazing job, dude. Yeah. Like we're like oh, what was that thing that uh with the the ashes music video for Deadpool two after Celine Dion's it's done with the song. And he's like, we're going to need to dial it back a bit. This is Deadpool 2. This isn't Titanic. Or something like that. I forget that scene. It's just at the end of the music video. Yeah. Oh. And he's just like clapping. And he's just like, oh, I should have called it NSYNC. Or, yeah. Okay, I got to watch Deadpool 2 again now. And the the music video for that song. The Ashes song that Celine Dion does. Oh, I actually never watched the music video for that. You didn't? It's really good. Okay, I'll have to watch it out. But yeah, he's just like I like you're at an eleven. I need you down to like a five, maybe five and a half. (laughs) And she's just like, I only do eleven, and yeah. So that's pretty funny. That's what I feel with Michael Fassbender. He could have been down at like an eight, maybe a nine, but he was up there. And I'm freaking proud of him for (laughs) doing it. I'm like, good on you, dude. I'm willing to give him a ninety. I am too. I yeah. The only pro- biggest problem I have with his character, you should have at least added some gray to his hair. Just some. Uh, like, the, come on. Yeah, the, J- or Professor X and Magneto had a really rough decade. <laughs> they really did. Because this movie was set in 1992. Yep. The first X-Men movie was what, 2004? Th- three or four, Three I or think. four. Yeah. Yeah, so that is a rough 12 years yes very very rough. to go from michael fassbender who's freaking awesome yeah and to go to ian McKellen, who for lack of a better term and i'm not dissing on ian he's old he's like really old <laughs> he's looking good old he is looking good old yeah. But, yeah, Michael Fassbender does not look someone that's he's about like, to hit Ian to McKellen. To me, he's like Michael Caine looking good old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or even Morgan Freeman. Okay. <laughs> or Alan Arkin. Okay, there's way too many good looking old people. All right. Alexandra Ship, who played Storm. Biggest problem I have with her, and this is when it comes to effects, 
the lightning looked like shit. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're going to get into that. We could do better than that. I, and I have like... She didn't really get to act that much. She didn't. She had a lot more to do in Apocalypse, I feel. She was. She had a little bit more to do action-wise in this than uh, she did Apocalypse. That's but true. She also got to act a little bit more in Apocalypse than she did this. Yeah. So, I felt some of her lines were weird. A little bit. Um... I did like how uh, towards the end, uh, Professor X is like, you know, I'm not letting anybody else die for, uh, for this. But then um, Cyclops is like, oh, okay, well, he won't. But y- y- will you come if I ask? <laughs> yeah, I was like, dick move. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. I have a hard time putting her on the same scale as Ty. I do too. I'm thinking 80 thinking like 75 honestly because this the lines yeah. that she did have some mo like she had very few lines but some of them were delivered weird i'll give you that so 75 yeah okay moving on to cody smith mcphee who played nightcrawler i l- really liked him. i did i yeah i thought he did a great job he did an amazing job um and good on him for just sticking with the makeup, unlike freaking Nicholas Holt and Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Like, I would be all over that makeup, dude. Like, if I got to play Nightcrawler, like, hell yeah. I- I'd put up with it. Um, He is, so he's supposed to be German, but I feel he did a really good job of getting kind of, like, pushed around. Because I feel like that was his role. He was just kind of transport for a while. Yeah. And then near the end, that's when he really got his stride and got to freaking kick ass. That scene in the train was insane. Oh my gosh. The only thing that could make that better is if it was swords, not like sharp pipes. Yeah. That would have been a lot cooler. Yeah, but he is terrifying. Yeah, that smile will give you nightmares. I know. <laughs> like, I want a Nightcrawler movie... That's like I want a horror Nightcrawler movie. They'll get to that as soon as they finish making Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good hell! <laughs> I feel bad for Channing Tatum. He's one of so him, Ty, and Sophie. I want them to be brought into the MCU. I I completely agree. Everyone else, I feel, just doesn't fit quite. Really? Right. Not even McAvoy or Fassbender. No. Wow. Yeah. It's because their age, isn't it? It's their age. Wow. I, ages. I want them to be older. I don't feel like I should go to hell for that. You should. Spe- <laughs> and you know, want to know why? Because it's McAvoy and Fassbender. Two amazing <sighs> actors. I know, but I feel like they. I feel like they could have like an amazing role as someone else. I don't know who though. I I want to give some thought to it first before I come back with anything. Okay, you asshole. Whatever, forget you. Um, I put Cody kind of up there with Ty. I do too. Maybe even a little higher. I don't think he's quite on James McAvoy level. No, eighty-seven. I'm happy with 87, yeah. 
Okay, then lastly, Nicholas Holt as Beast. Oh, wait. Or dude, Hank McCoy. Wh- uh, should we talk about Quicksilver? No. Okay. Damn. I don't... He wasn't in it. That's true. He, really he was, was in it for in like a scene at the beginning, a scene kind of in the middle, and then near the end. Just suck, because I, lo- I love... Who plays him again? Oh, shit. You're really testing my knowledge here. I don't even know, but let's see if you can guess. I I'm not gonna be able to. Are you sure? Pretty sure. He was in wasn't he in Kick Ass? Yeah. Do 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 Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah, he's really really good. Yeah. So but I wish uh, that he, Yeah. Yeah, when he like like honestly when barely like uh when it came to like the final fight and I'm just like, did it really take Quicksilver that long to heal up he really can't help here yeah no shit <laughs> but he was going like super speed and then got a platform taken out from under him and freaking got wrecked that yeah that's a good point so i don't blame him yeah <laughs> at least he wasn't hawkeye shield true too soon too soon okay anyway nicholas holt fantastic amazing I put him up there with James McAvoy. Uh, I do too. Their, their scenes, there was a lot of, there was a lot unsaid in their scenes. Yeah. And that just makes for really good chemistry in, with anything. Yeah. Yeah. He, his emotional scenes with, when Mystique died, it's just incredible. Oh, yes. I really, really liked his makeup in this. It did. It looked really good. It looked so good. And I love how they didn't use any CGI. I mean, I'm sure they used maybe some, but all of his effects were like practical. And I loved that because it just adds a more real feel. Like it kind of got the same feel that I got with Beast in X3 with his fight scenes. So when it came to Kelsey Grammer playing uh, the Beast, it was all practical? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Hell yes. I mean, there's Stuntman, obviously. Oh, yeah, but, but still. Yeah, I mean, I think it was all practical with him. And it works, like, it really well. Yeah. Like, a good, good choreography and practical effects can make up for, can do so much more than CGI ever can. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, brother. Um. Yeah, I, I can't think of a single instance that I didn't like Nichols Holt in can't either like like i told you he was my favorite performance of the movie i loved him he's up there i still think i like sophie's a little bit better i i I can understand that nicholas holt is definitely competing for second so 90 i'm thinking 90 let's do it okay so that brings our acting grade to an 84 not bad that isn't bad it's gonna be it's all it'll be the movie's only 80 (laughs) <laughs> probably let's face it all right i don't think that's well, a probably that's a given i think in character development so what we're okay, gonna, what we're gonna do here because we were told by our friend vic at the crash and taz movie seller that we seem to not get into the development as much as we should and it kind of turns into a second acting category so we are going to just focus on who we thought had the most development in the movie and kind of go through what their story was or their arc and then grade it off of that. 
So, obviously, with Dark Phoenix, we got to grade the Dark Phoenix herself. Yes. So, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Or just Jean Grey. So, it starts off with her in the car with her parents. She unlocks her powers and has, like, that voice talking to her in her head. And then it cuts to her um, with talking to Professor X. And he takes her and kind of raises her to control her powers and everything. But unbeknownst to her, she has a lot of her memories locked. A lot of the trauma is locked up or built has walls built around it. And those walls get taken down when she is in an accident in space that allows this force to come inside her and basically like ruin her life. Um, the voices, like it starts breaking down all of the mental walls that Professor X built and comes out in very like aggressive, violent blasts that end up hurting people. Uh, you kind of see her struggling with that until she starts talking with this alien Smith who says that her destiny is to unlock this power and create worlds and save worlds and all this other stuff and destroy as she sees fit, basically become a god. Um, but you see her kind of struggle with that throughout the movie. And going from like not wanting to hurt people to like wanting to hurt people... Yeah, that's kind of a big jump. Yeah, it kind of was. Like, that leap was a little funky, where she's like, oh, I don't want to hurt people, how do you stop? And then her going and hurting people. Yeah. You can kind of justify that that was just some of the Phoenix Force taking over. So, eh. But yeah, then it grows into her kind of learning that she is just that powerful, and she can control it. Because it's a gift, and she can decide what she wants to do with that gift. So, what do you think of her story? Being how messy this movie was, I think they told it the best way that they could. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was good. No, no, not at all. I think it was good enough. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I'm thinking like 75 that's what I'm thinking too. Because it was it was definitely one of the better parts of this movie. I think that it to me it was better than how they portrayed it in X three. Yeah, definitely. I think they were trying to throw a lot into X three yeah. with the cure and the Dark Phoenix story. Mm -hmm. This they were focusing solely on the Dark Phoenix story, and it worked a little bit better, but still not perfect. Yeah. Um, there were definitely Maybe sometimes the charm with yeah. adapting it. Like I feel like the. Like, an arc should be a little bit more natural than this felt. This felt like they were kind of going somewhere and then made a leap. Like, they were skipping areas in the arc, and it doesn't work like that. Like, you kind of need to take your time. Yeah, you do. And I feel like they could have done that better if they did split this into a two-part. We'll never know, though. Oh, well. <laughs> I can tell you're really broken up about this. Oh, I can I'm so really broken tell. up. It's okay. You can cry. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Music. There wasn't anything like outstanding about no, this. No. It was still a good soundtrack, though. Well, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I don't think it's like a perfect 10. No. 
I don't even want to give it a nine. I kind of want to give it an eight. Or what do you think? I was at a seven or an eight, but I'd give it an eight. Okay. It'll be a little nice because the music, yeah, like we said, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like outstanding. All right, moving on to effects. This is where the lightning is going to really dock this. Oh, so much. I mean, Cyclops's lasers looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the way that they interacted with the world, yeah, and blasted different holes and stuff, really looked cool. Um, Jean's powers looked pretty good. There are some instances that I'm just like, okay, that's a little too, little too much CGI. Yeah. Um, uh, they definitely had some issues with like the hair. Whenever yeah. the, like her hair was supposed to be like weightless, so that looked a little funky. Um. Magneto's powers looked really good. Yeah, those looked fantastic. The like they did have some outstanding moments with the effects, like when Gene picks up the freaking train. That that was freaking killer. And even, uh, when uh, perf- um, Magneto crushes the that one um, train, the, yeah, that the little train car and just yeah, that throws awesome. it away. That was amazing. That was great. Uh, Nightcrawler's effects looked really good. Yeah, but those look great. The only one I think I had issues with was, like, the hair, obviously, like, some of Gene's abilities, and the lightning. Storm. Yeah. Storm was the biggest thing that took away from the effects for me. It was. It looked really bad. So, what are you thinking for effects? 70? 70? Yeah. I think that's being a little nice. Really? Yeah. Six- I think it may be lower. Not. I don't think it's like 65. 68. I'm thinking 68. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to costumes. I was not a huge fan. Now, Caleb's got a lot to say about these. So Dude, let's these just get them out. These costumes suck. Like, uh, they, uh, all these costumes were just very generic looking. Like, what were they? Like, uh. They I were jumpsuits. Yeah. With... Well, actually, wait, no, they weren't jumpsuits. It was a coat with pants and then zipped up. The, 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 the. So it was, I want to say it was like a navy blue coat uh, with, was there a collar on it? It had a bit of a collar, but it was it like did. that yellow collar and then it, the, the X. Yeah, the yellow X. Real basic looking. Like, I would yeah. have almost preferred what they wore in X-Men First Class. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Like, that, that looked that a lot even, better. It did. And then they didn't even, like, like what pisses me off is we got such great suits in X-Men Apocalypse. At the end, where, like, everyone was wearing their comic-accurate suits, and then they just, like, they don't exist in this. Yeah, they it's don't even stupid. acknowledge it. Like, oh, what happened to them? Nothing. Yeah, it's freaking bullshit. It, it is bullshit. Like... When I go to a superhero movie, I want to see the character that I know come off the page. Like, the bullshit Deadpool from X-Men Origins, like, that's not who I wanted to see. No. Like, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize I was supposed to be Deadpool at first. Not even Ryan Reynolds wanted to see that. Yeah. And then once we got comic accurate Deadpool, it's just, it's like night and day. Yeah. And then this, it never really quite feels like X-Men. I, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. The only one that I feel like fits that mold a little bit is Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. But that's just because Hugh Jackman is a boss. True. Very true. So, 
I really did not like these costumes. I I, I didn't either. I was a little. I was able to be a little forgiving about them, but now talking about it, I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah, I. They go down a lot for me because the me suits were just bland, and that's not what you want from X Men. No. X Men are known for being like very bright, colorful characters, and their suits are just incredible. Like if you show a picture of Hugh Jackman. And a picture of, like, the comic book Wolverine and say, which one's Wolverine? People are going to pick yeah. the comic book and be like, well, that yeah, that's Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I feel even the uh, suits in the original X-Men trilogy look better than these. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, those are basically, like, all black and stuff. They still look better than these. Yeah. Like, definitely. And I, I did not care for these suits at all. So I think my... Grade's gonna be freaking low for costumes. Let me guess, five. Where's it lower? I'm sitting. I I I. For what they were going for, I can give them a five. Okay. I don't want to give them any higher. But would you go lower? I think we should. Stick I would at five. go lower. <laughs> let's let's be a little nice. Just a little bit. Yeah, I would uh I'm going with 5. Okay. I could go I lower if you talk me into it, but I'm not going to try to talk you into it. Okay, and then finally genre grade. Like we said, this is a superhero action movie. It wasn't it wasn't completely terrible. No. They did have some cool action scenes. Yeah, they had some really cool action scenes, like uh, Magneto crushing the freaking train. Like just some of like all the action was great. It it was just the effects that were holding it back a little bit, like incredible. Like any action scene when Storm had to use her powers just killed killed it. And I mean, I actually uh, the scene where they're in that um, small community or cul-de-sac. And they're like all trying to go after uh, Gene. That w- I thought that was actually a pretty cool moment. That was a really cool moment, and I feel we got to see a lot of uh, Cyclops using his powers. Yes, I really appreciated that. Yeah, and it's really cool to see how his like was just blasting through shit, and you could still see like the red hot metal. Yep. Whenever it would go through stuff, and it fit really well. But like you said, Storm's powers just killed it um the the lightning looked fake as shit but i mean the wind you can't really get wind wrong no you can't so uh, what are you sitting at with with the genre grade i'm in like the 70s but i don't exactly know where i'm falling in that i was in the 70s too but i'm not quite at 70 are you higher or lower? I might be a little higher. Okay. I'm thinking maybe mid 70s. Mid 70s? Okay. 74. It's not quite 75. No, it's not. Okay. But it's not quite 70. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. I can give you 74. 74. Cool. All righty then. That 
is actually the last uh, category for this breakdown. I so hope. our final grade has come to a C minus. Just made it. I I'm not upset with the score. It's so sitting at a seventy two point six. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I it's better than Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely better than Rotten Tomatoes. Like they ripped that one a new. Well, they asshole. also ripped Men in Black International a new asshole. Yeah, no shit. So, yeah, it wasn't great. It did have some redeeming qualities with the action and very few scenes between like uh, various characters, like we said uh, with Professor X and Beast and. Gene and Scott, those were some very redeeming scenes. Yes. But overall, I don't think it was good enough to save this movie. It wasn't. And it does suck that Fox is going out with their X-Men on a whimper. Yeah. But it's with this, it's about time they freaking kick the bucket. <laughs> I just wish that they finished with a better movie. I know, right? Like that, we should have gotten Logan for the final movie. Yes, I can. Compl- I completely agree. That would have been a perfect send off to the Fox X Men movies. I mean, hell yeah! But no, <laughs> we, we got X Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Did Apocalypse become before or after Logan? I think it was before. Okay. Oh yeah, because it was in 2016, right? And then Logan was yeah. in 2017. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. So, with that, that concludes this breakdown of X-Men Dark Phoenix. And like we said, we're sitting at a C- minus with this movie. And it's well-deserved. <laughs> I mean, some could say that we're being a little too nice to it, actually. But I don't know. I'm, I, I think that maybe the only one that we were being a little nice on was acting. Yeah. That was the one... Thing, like that's the only thing above. Seven. No, like I don't think it deserves the grade that has on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's in the C's. It deserves a C minus. I think it's not a horrible movie. It's just not a good movie. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's like most of the other X Men movies. You go in, not expecting a lot, and you don't get a lot. I feel with this one, you had to lower your expectations a little more. Yeah, at least that's how I felt. Like my expectations were somewhat. Not high, but like mediocre for Apocalypse, and I walked out enjoying it. Yeah, for this one, it was it was pretty low, and yeah, yeah, like you never leave an X Men or a Fox X Men movie satisfied, except for when it comes to any of the Deadpool's or Logan. Okay, well that's different. I know, but they're still X Men characters. Well, wait, Deadpool's is Deadpool considered an X Men character? Technically, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so, like I said, that concludes this episode of the All Bros Podcast. Next week, we will be breaking down, or we will finally be breaking down Aladdin, like we said last week. Uh, But, like we said, it was, uh, the seats were packed. Yeah. Note to self, buy advance tickets when it comes to (laughs) Five Buck Tuesday. Dude, Brielle was giving us such shit. She's like, you guys are the worst planners on earth. And I'm like, well, we were just, we didn't think it was going to be a popular movie. I mean, we really should have guessed considering it's Disney. 
and it's Aladdin, and it's still doing very well at the box office. It's actually I don't know what it's at, but I've heard it's doing well. Hmm. Well, we'll find out next week when yeah. we break it down. Um, until then, if you liked this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, or Spotify, or basically anywhere else you can think to find a podcast. Except We're for probably on SoundCloud, right? Except SoundCloud. Screw SoundCloud. That's not true. I... I'm, I'm cheap and I don't want to pay f- to do that. Don't worry, I'm cheap too. <laughs> um, you can. Our episodes are also all on YouTube, so go check those out. Uh, new videos will be headed your way soon. Yeah, very soon-ish. <laughs> I know we say that every episode. We apologize. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Albros or on Twitter, our handle is at the Albros. And if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see, be sure to email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com or fill out a our form on our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. We hope to hear from you guys. And until then, I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. I'll we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Farewell. What in the hell was that? I got. I thought so long was getting kind of boring. I wanted to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> oh I'm not gosh. changing the voice, just switching up the wording. Oh, good hell. <laughs>